had my issues throughout life. So we have this quote that I repeat every single day. Episode, episode, episode. My last question is, if you could put a billboard anywhere in New York City, what would it say? Episode 10, we are officially in double digits. I'm here with Danny Mizrahi. Double digits. CEO, founder, Contango IT, also board of directors for GRC, managing director for GRC Americas. I've now known Danny Mizrahi, just like this podcast, for 10 plus years now. We originally met at BNI. Um, Danny is not only super involved with pretty much every single New York City networking group, uh, but he has been really a mentor to me. Um, I've known you from EO, Entrepreneurs Organization, BNI, and anytime I've ever you know, hopped into a networking group, Danny's there. So, uh, you know, there. <laughs> without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who connects all different types of entrepreneurs together, Thank you so much, Danny, for being on the podcast. My pleasure, obviously. Appreciate you having me, man. So I think the first thing that I've always loved about you is how open and honest you are about your way of delegating the day-to-day responsibilities. Do you mind just telling everyone what your strategy with that is? Um, sure. I mean, it all started you know, years ago when I was coached by EO and, and Vistage and, you know, I mean, obviously it starts with the basic, which is working on the business, not in the business, classic e-myth, right? Stuff like that. Um, but also, um, I mean, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, you know, it's a really fun book. I don't know if it's going to have too many gems in it, but because it's, it's an amazing book. It's really fun, right? So, but there was one thing in it called the to-not-do list, right? So I remember for a couple months, I would keep track of every single thing I did. I, I literally wrote going to the bathroom, you know, on the because I was keeping track of everything I did, right? So then after that, I took the, the to not do list and started putting everything that could be delegated to someone else in separating it and very quickly realized that that's a full-time job. So I'm literally doing two people's jobs, right? Yeah. So Jack Daly would say, if you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant, right? Um, so, so that, that, you know, we were talking about Jack Daly earlier, amazing sales trainer uh, and uh, sales presenter. Um, so, so that was, you know, part of it. Um, and then, you know, Dan Sullivan, who's, uh, you know, the head of strategic coach, you yeah. know, who wrote, you know, Who Not How, and, you know, he calls it your unique abilities. So, you know, when you're looking at that to not do list, and then you're saying, like, what is it only that I can do? And what should be delegated at that time, and that's why, you know, at that time when we first met, I was in like 20 networking groups and, you know, just that was my full-time job is just, you know, make sure New York City knows about Contango, uh, who we are, what we do. At the time, it was cloud consulting, right? Like 10 years ago, we were cloud consultants. I was getting booed off every stage. 
you know, I spoke at CLEs and CBEs, you know, city bars, stuff like that, and people would say the cloud will never work, right? You know, now now cloud computing is just regular IT, right? That's so, just every... Yeah, every so I would go from networking group to networking group just saying, you know, we have, at the time we probably said we have, I probably said we have five people and 20 clients, you know, but it was probably just like three of us, right? Yep. Um, and uh, maybe two of us at the time. And um, and we specialize in cloud, cloud consulting. And that, that did, you know, hurricanes, well, iCloud happened in like 2011. That really helped our brands. Hurricane Sandy was kind of a tipping point for uh, lawyers and accountants, you know. So all those people I was networking with, all of a sudden, we're talking to each other. How do I move to the cloud? How do I move to the cloud? So, you know, we built that reputation in cloud pretty early on from that networking. So, you know, but back to the, the question, like, you know, my unique abilities was the networking. And as you kind of alluded to, giving, you know, when you're doing networking, you got to give more than you get, right? So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I always focus on the three I's, invitation, introduction, information. When I'm networking with someone, I always say, even when we were just talking earlier, I was like, all right, I'm going to get like five more people for your podcast, right? Yep. Like I just, my mind immediately goes to introductions or invitations or information, right? We keep spreadsheets of like how I can help more people, right? Go ahead, sorry. No, I mean, that's I how I... ramble. That's how I think about you, though, honestly, like... For as long as I've known you, uh, one of the most amazing aspects of you in your entrepreneur journey is that you're always looking out for others. And I know that that pays off huge dividends because one thing that you've always been very honest about is that you get your business from word of mouth. Yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> you know, we, we've grown to, you know, multi-million you know, dollar company, 100% referral based. Um, we're very blessed with that. We love it. Don't get me wrong. And, and you know, we take referrals and they're very easy to close and stuff like that. Now as an entrepreneur and someone who wants to triple up in three years, pretty sick of referral based only business because that's just, you know, what got you here won't get you there. Right. Yeah. Classic lines from all of the books. Right. Um, you know, or that's the name of the book. Um, but, uh, but, you know, getting to where we've gotten referral-based is definitely uh, an achievement. We're very proud of it. You know, being on the Inc. 5000, you know, fastest-growing companies in America, very, very proud of it. But we're not going to be able to triple up, you know, or get to the next level being referral-based. So we are, you know, trying to revamp that completely. You know, where are we going to get leads from? You know, emails, uh, salespeople, you know, going – We our new website, which is so awesome, really focuses on nationwide IT. Um, because we do excel, we already very much excel in nationwide IT. Yeah, why stop in just New York City? Yeah, so we're really just going to talk about that more. Um, and also, frankly, to be honest and transparent, probably shouldn't even be saying this on video. Say it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, New Yorkers are pretty hard to sell to compared yeah. to the rest of the country. Of course, you know. So by going nationwide, you know, now we have um, you know a little bit. I think the New Yorkers are pretty much almost impossible to sell to cold. Right. They're never um, going to pick up their phone. It's just, it, you know, between the emails and whatever, there's just like, because the, the other thing with New Yorkers is, you know, if, if you need something like even a Chinese food place, if you need a Chinese food place, you're not going to Google for it, right? Like you're asking your neighbors, yep. what's, you know, us on the Upper East Side, it's like, where do you go for sushi? Okay, I'm going to go there. Like, I don't right. care what Yelp says, you know, I need, it's word, it's word of mouth yeah. city, Yeah. you know, and it really works here. You want to go nationwide, you know, like right now, very proud of this. We have 62 five-star Google reviews. Wow. 62 five-star Google reviews. We don't have a single 
review less, less than five stars. So if you're listening to this and you screw that up, I'm gonna kill you, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but 62 five-star Google reviews, and that's very important, it's gonna be focused on on the website also. Um, we're very proud of that. Um, that's another thing, right? Like, so now around the country, people are gonna look at that and see, and it's real clients that say really nice things. Actually, I realized one of those reviews was a five-star review that I gave to my own company. Uh, so it's really 61 five-star review, Google reviews and, and me with the 60. I almost want to delete that one because it looks weird. Don't delete uh, it. Yeah, so the point is um, going nationwide is a little different than you know just focusing on New York, right? Of course. Yeah, I think you've mentioned a lot. I heard in a lot of the other podcasts you do, you read a shit ton. Yeah. So just walk everyone mm -hmm. through because I feel like reading is pretty much a dying breed. I mean, obviously I'm obsessed yeah. and I buy all my books through Amazon because I love paper books. I love that oh, wow. accomplishment of flipping through it. I want to hear how you do it. Well, that part I don't do. Uh, no interest in, in the paper aspect. In, fa in fact, every time we go to an EO event or Vistage or whatever they give it you is, a million books. they give me the books. And then my wife is like, oh, $3 on Amazon. Let me put it in a box and sell it. <laughs> you know, so Entrepreneur, entrepreneurs that are right there. So uh, now I don't even bring them home anymore because I'm like, babe, the time that you took to find a buyer for the $3 book, I mean, you know, anyway. I got to buy from her. $3 yeah, exactly. is a good deal. So, so anyway, um, you know, I mean, I read it, you know, at, at, at the Kindle at night and I listen to Audible everywhere I go, right? You know, by listening to Audible, like I just actually listened to Jack Daly's book, Hypergrowth, because we just saw it. Hypergrowth Sales? Yeah, Hypergrowth Sales, it's the best. right? So it's a great book. I mean, it's basically word for word, his presentation. Yep. I mean, um, and it's great. Um, so, you know, I listened to that in 1.9 times speed. Um, and, and that's because for some reason, I don't know why, because if you know him, you know, he talks really fast. So, um, but in that one, he talks so slow that you can move it to 1.9. But, but the average New Yorker talks at about 1.6, right. right? So like you could start an audible and start at 1.6 if, you know, you're around here pretty much anywhere, right? And you can obviously other people around the country talk fast too. Um, but uh, so yeah, I fly through books on audible. It's so much fun. I still take notes, you know, and, and make bookmarks and stuff like that, but I mean, I, most of the success that we've had as entrepreneurs is, is just the learning and growing. And of course. We, and, and it's like, why not, right? I want to be an expert at, you know, if you want to be an expert at something, you've got to put in 10,000 hours, whatever it is, right? That's like a line somewhere. I don't know. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, Malcolm, tipping point. Tipping point. There we go. So, um, so, you know, my point is, is like, I want to be an expert at, I really want to be an expert at growing. Yeah, I was curious. Um, you know, that's like our first core value. We're obsessed with growing. Um, and so... Uh, growing personally, growing professionally, all of the above, right? Better husband, better father, better executive, better leader, better everything, right? Like, you know. So I want to put 10,000 hours into that, right? You that's know, awesome. so that's what we're, I'm doing nonstop, basically. I'm not counting my hours, but it seems to be a lot. <laughs> As For 10 years, I'm sure you've put in 10,000 hours, hours knowing yeah, you. Sure a lot of hours, yeah. So you're the king of networking, right? Um, one of the best parts about this podcast is I show up into his office. We're on the 12th floor in West 37th Street and what, 5th Ave? Yeah, yeah. And I show up right behind him and he's looking at the Google Calendar reminder, looking for the Zoom yeah. to click in, thinking the podcast was in a Zoom. And I said, nope, we, we don't do Zooms here. We bring Roger, we bring cameras, these hand mics like we're rappers. And, um, <laughs> and Danny's response is, well, I'm glad I wore pants. 
So obviously networking has changed a lot during the pandemic, but pre-pandemic, you were the king of networking. You said you did 20 networking groups. That was a long time ago. I was in about 20 networking groups at the same time, but that was when we talked about earlier about the to not do list, right? So my business partner at the time was like the inside guy. Mm -hmm. I was the outside guy. So the goal was, you know, all day, every day, just hit it, right? You know, go to another group. And and by the way, like some networking groups I was in, like one of them was like, you can't be in our group, you're in so many other groups, right? And I was like, yeah, but I sent the most business to the most people in this group. I was really annoyed by that because I was like, I use that guy for my products, I use that guy for my jewelry, I use that guy for this, I use that woman for this, I use that woman for this, she made my flyers for the company party, right? And I sent all this business to everyone. How did I do that? Because I know a lot of people. Yep. And why do I know a lot of people? Because I am in a lot of networking groups. But that doesn't mean I'm not giving to each group or giving to each person. I mean, between the three eyes, invitation, introduction, information, you know, there is, um, you know, definitely something that I can give, right? And I, and like I said, like, you know, and being in the other networking groups, by the way, I can invite one to the other. Invitation is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, intermingle. But there was no way I wasn't just going to keep making things happen for other people, you know? And, and you know, some of it's selfish, right? You know, because you know you're going to get back more, right? Yeah. So I know, I feel like by this point, hundreds of entrepreneurs... Oh, it feels really good to give, obviously. Yeah, of course, back, but you know? <laughs> I, I probably know hundreds of entrepreneurs by this point. Some are successful, some not, not as much. You know, if I were to ask, if I were to poll those entrepreneurs... Mm-hmm. Maybe five to ten percent are doing networking groups. No one's doing double digits. But now I'm in one now. <laughs> Thinking about when you were in all of those, mm-hmm. what was the motivation behind it? You know, what? Why? Why hustle so hard? So it was all about you know, growth. At that time, you know, honestly, at that time, yeah, it was. Well, it was about succeed. I mean, I didn't accomplish anything. I didn't, okay, I wasn't even making money. I mean, I wasn't making enough money to survive, right? Yep. Like, you know, at that, that time, it was Franks and Beans for lunch, and it was, you know, I, I, you know, I might have told you this before, but, like, the best meal I ever had was uh, a Thursday night. It was buy one lasagna, get one free on 73rd Street at this Little Vincent's, like, amazing pizza place, right? So that. every Thursday, I would get these two lasagnas for, like, eight bucks, put it, you know, split it in four, and I had four amazing lasagna meals, right? I love that. So... You know, it's not like um, it's not like I had you know accomplished anything or anything like that. I was working eleven hours a day, six days a week. I would try to take Saturday off and Friday night, right? You know, but basically, you know, literally seven a.m. to eleven p.m. between the, the morning networking groups, the evening networking, yep. every single day, and then Sunday I would go to the office every single day, all day. I really loved doing that, and honestly, it was all in preparation. For, for, you know, honestly, I stopped, you know, once my first kid was born, you know, Shana, um, she, uh, you know, I stopped going in on Sundays. I started coming home, you know, a couple days a week, right, at night. I was still doing probably like two events a week, right? And it was just kept on growing from there, you know? Um, now if I do events, like hopefully I'm bringing my wife, right, yep. or something like that, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of preparation and vision. And by the way, I, start, I was in Vistage when I was like 26, 27 years old, which I never thought I could have afforded because it was so Yeah, why don't you explain to the viewers what Vistage is? Yeah, Vistage is a, a, a peer, a leadership development group for business owners like myself. At the time, you know, at the time I was in what's called the Trusted Advisor Group, which is like, it was, now it's like probably 400, 500 bucks a month, but then it was like 300 bucks a month, which wow. was crazy. I was like, I cannot believe it. I cannot afford this, right? right. Um, now it's like 2,000 bucks a month to right. be in the CEO group or something, right? right? So, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, at the time, I mean, I just I had a great Vistage coach, Jerry, um, and... 
you know, he was just coaching me on, you know, working in the business, not, you know, working on the business, not in the business. And, and uh, yeah, so just like all of it was struck. Like, I remember there were so many people we hired at the beginning that were making so much more than me. It, I you know? had the exact same experience. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And it, it felt really weird, but it was all for the purpose. Right. And, you know, you just believe in the goal. And, and I don't know, you just, you just got to believe that it's the right way to build a business. Right? Yeah, and not only, not to mention that when I heard you speak at networking groups, mm-hmm. you were hands down always the strongest person mm-hmm. with their pitch. Thank you. With what they're asking, you know, you always uh, get to ask the group what you're here for in terms of what your ideal client would be. Right. You would nail it, right? So a lot of that was probably because it became second nature to you. And we had the playbooks, you yep. know. So I remember uh, my business partner at the time, um, you know, he said, why are you going out and selling? Why are you going out and selling? Like, why are you, like, why are you still here, right, in the office? Like, go sell. And I was like... I, I want to. I want every objection or rebuttal in my head done. Right? If anyone says anything like, "Well, I can't use you. You guys have only been in this in two years," it's like, "Well, I, you know, I had a rebuttal for that." Or, you know, the cloud won't work. I'll have a rebuttal for that. Or, I can't go to Google because the, you know, that'll happen. Right? So, like, I had, we had a sales playbook. I mean, we we only have one salesperson today. Wow. Right? So we've had like maybe one other salesperson. That we're being 100% referral based. Like, you know, again, very it. blessed. Yeah. But. Um, but you know, over, we've we've had a sales playbook substantially longer and probably so mature. The sales playbook is so mature. Wow. We've only had one person use it over the last ten years, right? I mean, we've had a couple other salespeople that didn't work out over the last ten years, but and we've had a really great one now. And Shelly, she's amazing. Um, but like nobody ever used it. But I didn't feel comfortable going out there until we had a playbook for it, right? So I don't know. It wasn't just all like winging it and being strong, it was calculated. Yeah. You know? Yeah, now I just you just uh, jogged my memory. I remember when you shared that in the EO group I was in with you, and it was one of the most insane, impressive things. And then I remember Lon. Oh, yeah, with, with Laura too, yeah, right? Yeah, and, 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 I, and I remember, yeah. yeah, and I remember, um, you know, looking at Lon, I'm like, we gotta do something like this. <laughs> like, this is the only way to scale. Uh, so. Even 10 years later, I can remember how impactful it was seeing how locked down your systems and processes were in terms of the selling process. Yeah, we're, we're a little, I mean, I show, so if you saw our stuff today, it's like a little ridiculous how, you know, but. He's a little uh, Classic e though. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, definitely about process. Um, but, you know, if you, if you read e which if you're an entrepreneur and you haven't read e Read e yep. You know, and I've been mentoring accelerators now for, you know, EO accelerators for, uh, 11 groups now, Um, you know, four people each and trying to push them to get to a million in revenue. Um, But uh, I, you know, I wish I could force them on this, but, you know, they don't want me to force anything. Yeah, you can't can't physically force people. Yeah, I mean, basically, I I tell them before we start, you know, I really, if you haven't read E-Myth, you need to read E-Myth because it's just so rudimentary. It's the foundation for entrepreneurship. And we're just going to keep going back to it, so you might as well read it. so yeah, I read that so early on, man. And I, I remember I remember sitting on my couch with my then business partner and making an org chart. Wow. You know, the Nemeth that talks about making the org chart, not of who you are today, because you know, go? what, what, what the company's gonna look like, right? So I made the org chart and then you put your initials in each box, right? So I had my initials in half the boxes and he had his initials in half the boxes, right? Of course. And um, 
And then you start realizing, oh, I, got to, I could hire someone in, to be in three of those boxes, or I could do this, I could do that, or I could outsource this or that, and you know, so it all, it all kind of started there, right? Yeah. So, you know, thinking about your success, I know a lot of times you talk about your culture. Mm-hmm. Obviously, culture has changed dramatically over the last two years. I would say most businesses probably don't even have culture anymore. Oh, we're crushing it. On, I'm so obsessed with it. Let's do it. What are you obsessed with? Employee satisfaction. I mean, we started measuring ESAT, right? So we've, we've been measuring CSAT, customer satisfaction, but we didn't have, you know, if you're not measuring it, you can't improve it, right? Of course. So um, that's, um, who's the godfather of management? Uh, what's his name? Anyway, so, yep. um, so yeah, if you're not measuring it, you can't improve it, right? So um, we send out a survey to the whole company once a month, or is it every six weeks? I think it's once a month. Um, that's just rate, rate the business on how, how it's, it's like the, uh, what's it called score? The, uh, what's that? Net promoter, Net promoter score, score yep. but, you know, a little different. It's just basically... You know, rate, uh, how, how do you like working at Contango? And, uh, you know, we're hoping to get over a 4.5 consistently. Uh, no, sorry, it's out of 5. Yep. It's no, yeah. It's important I, to know, you so, know, because we're not shooting for a 4, you know, uh, on customer satisfaction. We're shooting for, you know, 90%, basically. Um, and so far, we're hitting it, which is great. Um, we do so much stuff, you know, on culture, especially now, like, we've, 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 outsour- we've outsourced, but, like, we do the Zoom events because now we have staff worldwide also. Yep. So, you know, we do Zoom events with escape rooms and magicians and like we've done some really cool stuff on Zoom. You know, some of the staff that's in, in the States that's not in New York fly them in for happy hours nice. events, you know. Uh, we've done, you know, so many different things. I mean, I was alluding to it earlier where, you know, someone who's been with us for a long time who really loves jazz, um, you know, we're planning a trip to New Orleans for him for like a little chat, a jazz tour. It's wow. like just a thank you, you know, for being here for so long and just being such a great part of our growth because frankly, um, and, and it, another thing is like, you know, we have send him to Frenchman street, Frenchman street. You got it. I'm going to talk to you about that. Um, so, you know, there, we have, I have three, um, you know, uh, staff in the Philippines that have been with me for like six years and, you know, on their three year anniversary, we sent them, their kids, their their husbands to Singapore Disneyland, wow. you know, for for all inclusive, you know, weekend, um, you know. So we've done some that that's like you know actually really affordable because it's Philippines to Singapore. It's like you know really easy to do. So it sounds much better than it is, but for them it was epic, right? right. Um, and then they are part of the interview process for more staff in the Philippines, right? Amazing. So then all of a sudden, they talk about yeah, it. they talk about how great the culture is here, and, and we, we, but we're always trying to prove it. The other day, we started doing gym memberships, right? You know, so for everyone, Why overseas, here, yeah, everyone, of course, right? Do as it. long as you submit a receipt, right? We don't want to just, and, and, and they got to pay half of it, right? So like, let's say a gym membership costs 80 bucks a month, you, you know, pay we'll pay 40, right? So, I think that's great. Um, you know, but the point is, because I don't want everyone buying gym memberships not going, right? They, I want them to have skin in the game, right? Of course. So, so we do stuff like that, and cell phones, and, and, and the computers, and the, and the uh, Wi-Fi at home, right? Like, well, and that's all pre-tax, right? So they really like that. So, you know, knock on wood, we're hoping to win, you know, the Inc. best places to work, um, you know, this year. Um, we were told we're finalists or whatever. So, you know, knock on wood, I really want to win that award. The other thing is, is like the Google reviews help. Glassdoor reviews help too, oh, yeah. right? Now with recruiting, every single person I talk to um, when we're interviewing them they is like, you know, your Glassdoor reviews are pretty much better than every other IT company. And I'm like, that's what we're striving for, right? Yep. You know, we want the people, people to be that happy here. talk shit 
and they have no, you know. There's a couple bad Glassdoor reviews. Well, I mean, course. there was one that I that I replied to saying actually because I know who it was. I was like, actually, you know, we really liked you. I don't. I mean, we want you to come back, you know. <laughs> and then someone that I interviewed the other day was like, that was a crazy Glassdoor response. I've never seen anything like that. And I was like. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that, honestly. Like, I really like the guy. I think it was either one or two people, but we were like, oh, man, why did that person leave? So, you know, we really wanted to retain money. him. No, actually, it's a, it was something so, there, but it was more stupid than money. Actually. So when you think about culture, right, obviously all these things you're talking about make a huge difference. I'm sure other companies say they do that stuff too. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when I think about if you have an award-winning culture, I'm looking at your retention. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like your retention is unbelievable because good. you treat your people like they deserve to be treated. Things happen outside of work, mm-hmm. unusual circumstances, and I'm, I know you're flexible with that. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about that, yeah. that learning experience, is there anything that stands out to you that you know is different than anyone else, other companies out there? Um, of what we're doing, well, we do have this pretty cool thing called Crew Who. Shout out to Crew Who, I guess. Um, it's um, so you know when you know we we're, we're basically a company that has a lot of tickets, right? Like help desk tickets, right? So when the when the ticket is closed, the customer gets a survey, yep. right, with smiley faces, yep. right? So there's a happy face, a medium face, and a sad face, right? So um, that's how we measure customer satisfaction. A couple other ways, obviously, but that's a good measurement of customer customer satisfaction. So. Um, but we've taken it to, like, that me- measurement is one thing, right? But now gamifying that process is Love another it. thing, right? Yep. So what happens is, is when one of the engineers gets a smiley face, they get, like, 100 points in the system. Then we also have a badge system. So obviously I'm obsessed with the core values. Talk yep. about the core values, you know, ad nauseum, right? Um, so but we have each of the core values there. So I could say, hey, you were being professional, and I can assign points. Like, every month I get, like, 25,000 points that I can give out, Right. So now they have, so I do, we do the core values. We have one called failing forward because um, people make mistakes all the time, but we, you know, we don't want people to be scared to make mistakes because then they don't try as hard because they're worried, right? So, so we have this thing called failing forward as a badge where, you know, look, you know, you made this mistake, but let's fail forward, right? And, and give a couple hundred points or whatever. So they get all these points. Now they can take those points and they give them, by the way, they give them to each other all day, right? Oh, You're I seeing people giving badges to each other. I want to shout out, you know, Chris for helping me with something. I want to shout out Paul for helping me learn something. I want to shout out Pat for um, training me on something, right? So, or, you know, the core value, we work together to support each other. The core value, you know, keep charging forward. You know, they never, they, they kept persisting, right? You know, all this other stuff, right? So then they take all those points that they earn and they can go spend them in the store. Right, Oof. so they could buy Sono speakers or iTunes gift card, or you know, in the Philippines they have different awards, but you know, in, in different places, whatever. Right, so, um, so that's that's not super unique to my industry, but it's definitely unique to other industries. Right, so mo- a lot of companies in my industry have tools like that because they're basically built into the ticketing systems. Um, but not all of them are using this specific tool, which is pretty awesome. And, but other industries don't have that. So if you could gamify the culture process also, I, um, it's, it's, I think it's very, very rewarding. I know there's other things that we've done. I mean, we've done crazy No, the gamification stuff. thing is huge. And, you know, I know EO is a, a huge proponent of that. Um, I think about my own personal experience. One of our biggest struggles right now is drivers, right? It's not even right. just us. It's I nationwide. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough drivers based on the amount of trucks that are on the road. So we give our employees a thousand dollar referral if a driver stays, uh, right. you know, comes on board, passes all of our insane training yep, programs. Yeah, Three right. months, thousand bucks. Yep. And we thought to ourselves, 
we need it to be on everyone's mind 24 seven. So we said, whoever gets the most amount of drivers, Mm -hmm. free, all expense paid vacation. Great. And these guys are fired up. They're stopping other drivers at red lights. And you know, that, that separates us from everyone else that's just bitching and moaning all day long that they don't have enough drivers. So I can hear you doing the same exact thing. You know, one well, the recruiting thi- in general for every industry has been insane. So insane. These are all very important. Yeah, and differentiators. You know, f- fortunately for us, and I'm sure it's probably the same for a lot of companies mm-hmm. right now, the supply is less than the demand, which right, right. is usually never the case. Right, right. But people are home and they want services more than ever, and most businesses can't get their, you know, their reach goals in terms of sales because they don't have enough employees. Right. So. That's what we're focused on. Um, You grind a lot. You're proud of your grinding. Sure. You're one of the few entrepreneurs I know that the more you grow, it doesn't detract you from taking it easy and taking your foot off the pedal. Sure. At the same time, you have three kids. Yeah. So for me, I know you're a guru in terms of your time management. Mm-hmm. What does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Well, I like- just outsource raising them. No, I'm just kidding. You know, so, <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, first of all, obviously, I mean, and it's not obvious, but you know, my wife is superstar, unbelievable. She works too. But we're going to start a podcast of all the entrepreneurs' wives that yeah, are on this show because right, everyone right. says this. I mean, that's like you it's know, the truth. I mean, super, same with my she's wife. Too. Super superhero, super supportive, super everything, unbelievable. Just you know, shout out to Danny's wife, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, it's just that. That's number one. You know, um, you know, I, I someone was asking me this the other day. You know, cause I'm working harder than I've ever worked. Um, but I'm spreading out what I'm working hard on. Um, I'm working really hard on being a better husband um, and having more fun with my wife. We do a lot of stuff together now. It's really, really awesome. Um, and that, by the way, leads to, uh, you know, it, it sounds kind of like a joke, but like that's a, there's an incredible ROI. Yeah. Oh, you know, they say happy wife, happy life, right? But, yeah. you know, or spouse, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, but um, if things are going well at home, you know, things are going to go really well at work, you know, because the energy, the focus, 100%. the support, right? So, um, you know, so, so focusing on that has led to dividends at work too, yeah. right? And, and not just that, but with the kids also, right? Of course. So, so I do kind of feel like I'm working harder than I've ever worked. It's just I'm not all in on working that many hours at work now, plus, you know, having a much bigger team with people that are just unbelievably qualified, you know, and, and that goes, by the way, to the hiring process, the whole who, not how, and right. hiring experts at their jobs. Hiring people, people that are going to be smarter than you. Yep, absolutely. And they've done it more. They came from bigger companies. They teach me about growing, getting to the next level, right? You know, those are all things that... Um, that are really, really important. But, but yeah, I'm still, I mean, you know, three, seven-year-old, basically seven-and-a-half-year-old, six-year-old, you know, next week, and three-year-old, That's right? nuts. You know, in a small apartment on the Upper East Side. That's um, insane. I know, remember having, when you just had your first kid. We love it. We're having so much fun. Um, and, and, you know, TMI, but, you know, we're, we're mobile, meaning we're renting, because we never were really sure where we were going to stay. Of but course. we rented on the Upper East Side with three kids all through COVID, so now we know we're staying, yeah. right? You know, we love the neighborhood. We're going to stay. We think we're going to stay there forever, right? So, um, but yeah. So, uh, so it, it's it's hard work for sure. Um, but it's you know it's all about the team around me, right? Like so, the team at home, meaning my wife, she's a superstar, right? Um, the team at work, unbelievable, superstars everywhere, right? 
It's that, that, that's what it's about. Now, the team around you, it sounds like they are self-motivating in addition to having such a strong culture that they're mo- you, you know, your team members are motivating each other. Sure. How do you look for that? Like, what is a determining factor for you to know, you know, this person's not going to need me to micromanage or this person's not going to come back to me after they finish each project to be like, Danny, well, you know, the, what do so, you think? So you read Who by Jeff Smart, yep. right? So um, Jeff, Smart, Jeff Smart's book, Who, The A Method of Hiring is amazing book. It's probably the best book on hiring ever, wow. especially for small businesses. Um, so we follow that methodology pretty closely. I mean, you know, it does, you know, we do a phone screen. We use recruiters. We do a phone screen, you know, and we, and we have interview questions that are culture-based, right? Like, for example, one of the questions I ask is, what's the hardest you've ever worked? And they, every single person says, like, what do you mean by, like, what do you mean by that? And I always say, that, well, the question's vague on purpose. And uh, you can take it however you want, right? And then you see, like, some people are like, well, I configured a firewall, and it was really hard to do, right? And I'm just like, okay, if that's your definition of hard work. You're not. You know, and then you have someone that's like, well, I had a baby at the same time I was graduating, at the same time I was working, at the same time I was doing this, at the same time I was doing that. I stayed up for five hours, you know, five days in a row to try to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, this person understands what hard work is, right? I mean, that's not a requirement. No, (laughs) but I get it. I totally get it. But but it's a culture question, right? You know, they understand what it means to work hard, right? So so that's just an example of some of the culture questions that we might try to ask. But, but, you know, hire for culture, fire for culture, right? you know, I guess, uh, I don't know, I went on a tangent, though. You know? No, that was perfect. I think it speaks really strong about your team. It sounds like that's why you guys are going to be the Inc. 500 mm-hmm. best workplaces. It just overall, like, everything is connected. And I know one of the things I see right over there, your core values that you're obsessed with. Yeah, we keep them on the walls. Yeah, yeah so, like, I know you guys talk about it before your Friday morning meetings. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I, and by the way, I was playing one of your podcasts in my office, and my general manager said, "Bullshit! There's no way uh-huh. that you care this much about core values." And I said to him, "Oh my god, that's not a lie. I know you. You would never say something if you didn't believe it. There has to be a reason behind it." So, um, I mean, I guess, I guess the reason behind it is twofold. Um, you know, one, everyone, like I try to meet entrepreneurs and business owners who have been there, done that all, mm. all the time. Right. That's my goal is to, like, that's my job is to be, become a better entrepreneur and business owner. Right. So it's literally my job. Right. So, um, and they all, you know, that's, that's what you learn. I mean, Rockefeller habits talks about it. Hyper sales growth talk about it. Right. You know, they all talk about this, you know, Zappos, you know, Tony Shea's book, um, you know, he talks about it, delivering happiness. Right. So every, every business that's been successful talks about the core values and the culture. Right. But it's so, it's, when the, we actually just came out with a new version of our core values, it'll be nice. on our new website. It's slightly modified. Not a lot. I never thought I would change the core values because they're just so freaking good. Like, it took us a long time to make them. It was, it was about who we are and what we want to be. Of course, right? your identity. Yeah, but then over the last 10 years, we, you know. Change. Yeah, and the last core value turns into we enjoy the journey together, right? You know, we didn't have that before, right? And it was about, it was about like, it's about things being hard and life is demanding right but and careers not jobs right like let's go through this crazy world and let's do it and it ends with like if we're going to work this hard let's have some fun while we do it right you know so so these are all things that um, are in the core values but it's just it's really important because you know for uh, like okay so recently we let someone go you know um, uh, who 
was, you know, it sounds like a podcast where I'm allowed to curse a little bit. He was you just talking curse. shit all the time about other people, you know? And it was like, and other people, when I, I let him go, other people were like, he was a good tech. Yeah, like, like what why? was that? Yeah. You know, like, that was random. And I was like, because I will never depart from the core values. I was like, I don't care how good of a tech he was. You know, you don't come into my organization and start talking shit about our family. Yep. You know? So... Lashon Ara. What? Lashon Ara in Hebrew means right. I will not speak the evil tongue. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can only talk, like, if I want to talk shit about you, I'm going to say it to your face. Right, I'm not right, going right. to say it behind your back. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, I was frustrated. I was really frustrated with it. And people were, we, we held like a town hall on the wow. topic because because pe- other people were like, Angry. that was, they, well, they weren't expecting it. So they thought. So people were like, am I next? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And some people started to get worried. Like, are you making cuts, Right. So we had a town hall meeting, and I was like, this is actually a lot more simple than it is. First of all, we're hiring like crazy, so you know we're not making cups. If you, I was like, I don't care who you are, what you do for this company. If you don't embody those core values, you're out. I mean, that's it. Like, and, and you know, obviously there's a little bit of leeway there. But, of course. But it's, this, you know, and by the way, the person was talked to multiple times, right? Like, right. you know. I know you well enough to know you would just fire someone. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty you're, uh, you're pretty sensitive. You, you looked at me the wrong yeah. way. Oh, my God. I'm so sensitive. I, and I have so many people that are, like, you know, help desk that they, you know, the feedback I got was, like, I cannot believe he took the time to even address our concerns. Right. Right? Of and course. And I was like, I'm, first of all, I'm definitely going to do that because I felt so crappy about it because other people felt sad. You know, so anyway, I, I got to kind of get over that a little bit because as we grow, it's hard sure. to, to do that. But I'm still, we're still at that place where we're small enough where I don't like it. I don't like getting rid of people. I agree with you 100%. And we've I had think. some crazy ones. We had a guy that was stealing from us and we gave him second chances. Guy on drugs that we gave second chances and rehab and this and that. And we had one guy who came out of jail on, on a work release. Wow. And came into the office and was like, I need a minimum wage job. I need it right away or else I got to go back to jail. And, he and got, you he gave had, it to he him. Had, he was, it wasn't like he was in jail because of, because of having a gun in his trunk when he was going on a hunk, hunting trip. Mm. And he got pulled over and so he was I mean, that wasn't like a felon or something you yeah. know but but he he got pulled over and when the cops said do you have any weapons in the car he said yes and he had to go to jail for that because wow. in new york they don't play right, right. you're so, not allowed to have yeah any... he didn't know that yeah. right so so he you know he was in jail for a couple months came out was like i have to do another year if i don't find you know a job can you just give me anything and, and we hired that. him because he embodied the core values did he stay he actually emb- yeah, he was with us for a while, and he was doing good work. You know, he embodied the core values. You know, I love the second chances. Sometimes it's it not works. For everyone, but but he exactly. embodied the core values. Like I have another guy who you know I would love to take back, but he didn't embody the core values in the we are professional sense. You know, I guess it's not professional to go to jail, but that's a different story. But like, but it was a mistake. But you know, the other the other scenario was like he would show up late everywhere because of some issues. Yep. And I love the guy. I'd love to have him back. But it yeah. says early is on time. On time is late. Late is forgotten. Mm-hmm. Right? So can't be late everywhere all the time in the service industry where we're selling warm and fuzzy and we're selling great service all day every day where we're measuring CSAT. Right? Customer satisfaction. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing here is emotional intelligence. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs lack that because it feels like you're in a silo. Right. It feels like you're the only one and everyone else they'll be with you they'll come and they'll go and 
obviously uh, your emotional IQ is, is higher than most entrepreneurs and I would guess that a lot of your success has come because of the fact that you can relate to, to these coworkers. Yeah, emotional intelligence is a big topic. Um, you know, using feeling statements is really important, right? Even when I'm mad at someone, you know, whether it's at home or at work, you know, this is how I'm feeling, this is why, instead of you did this, you did this, you did this. I mean, that's insanely important, right? Because you can't argue with feelings. Of course. You can't argue with someone's feelings. This is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling that way. And then, you know, in my positions, this is what I'm going to need, mm -hmm. right? Um, just can't argue with feelings. So. One thing that I think about when I think about you and your success is you reach for the stars with clients. Like, back 10 years ago, Dropbox was like, you know, the biggest tech company out there. Then it was Google. Now you just told me earlier before the podcast starts, Microsoft's up next. For events with us. For events. So when you think about that, like, how do you get that? Obviously yeah. without saying like specifics, but like more like. Fine, the Google, the Google story was pretty good networking story. I mean, I have a couple really good, you know, again, it's all about giving first, right? So, you know, with Google, what happened was is Google came out with this product that's now called Google Workplace, which is one of the most popular email solutions yep. on the planet besides Office 365. I mean, there's really only two email yep. solutions now, Google or Microsoft. Um, and they came out with this thing called Google Apps for Business. And now it's called Google Workplace before yep. that G Suite, right? Yep. So they came out this thing called Google Apps for Business, and, and that was one of the reasons I left my job and started my company. I was wow. like, this is going to be big, right? Like, we should just try to focus on that with yep. our clients, right? So what happened was is, um, you know, we... Uh, uh, no, we're good. <laughs> so so, what, so they, what, what happened was they were trying to sell into businesses directly. In our industry, you can't do that. You got to go through the IT consultant. It's called a channel program. Yep. Or a value set, value added integrator or reseller. But you got to get the IT guys to recommend your product wow. because how is this small business or any business going to do get the set migration? Up. Yep. Set it up correctly. The calendars, like the migration, is the hardest part. The training on the new products. So I said to them, you got to have a you know. So so they were having these events, and I kept walking up to the front and saying, it was a guy named Alex at the time. He was, really nice guy, but he was like, who are you? Leave me alone, right? So I kept going over to him at these meetings that they were selling to businesses, and I was like, hey man, so, you know, where I used to work in my company, like I was a Novell Platinum partner, I was a Sage Platinum partner, I was a Citrix partner, I was a VMware partner, I was a Microsoft partner. Like I know good channel programs, I know bad channel programs. I think, um, you know, it? yeah, I, I think, um, you know, you're gonna wanna probably build a channel, right, and go through the companies, because of the, aforementioned reasons yep. and um, the guy was like yeah yeah okay leave me alone right um, you know and I kept him you know mingling with him all of a sudden he calls me up in my office which is my studio apartment at the time and I remember him calling me and be like hey are you that guy that was like kind of harassing me about this channel thing you know and I was like uh, yeah and he's like well how much do you charge for your services and I was like I don't charge anything for my services I was just I mean, I mean I'm telling you like you can't you know sell the businesses direct. The IT companies have to be selling this for you. You have to be motivated too. You gotta to give them margin. Of course. Right? So you sell a license for five bucks, you make one buck, right? right. Something like that, 20%. So, um, so he's like, yeah, so we just hired this guy from Microsoft. He's like, the first thing we need to do is create a channel program. So I thought of you, do you wanna, and by the way, this is like 12 years ago. So going to the, he invited me to go to Google every week. Wow. So going to the Google office 12 years ago, it doesn't seem like crazy today. No, it seems crazy. Yeah, but back then it was it was a secret. You couldn't take pictures in there. There was game rooms, there were toys, there was this, there were celebrity chefs all the time, right? That's so I was insane. like, yeah, I'll come to the Google office once a week and talk about channel. 
And so for that reason, what happened was when they launched their channel program, they had one channel partner on planet Earth. Wow. It was us. Holy right? And that's shit. how they launched the channel program. So naturally, we started getting like a lot of business from them. And I did the same exact thing with Dropbox. Wow. Literally, same exact thing with Dropbox. I did it on their website. I said, hey, I helped Google build their channel program, you know, just because, and you don't have a channel program, and it was just wanted to be, so then we started having events with, with, uh, with um, uh, Dropbox, you know, a couple of really Amazing. Cool and now that's not the story with Microsoft now. We're going to do an event with Microsoft, um, you know, a couple other companies, um, you know, about some of their products and stuff, you know, and some of their new stuff, and, you know, they actually came to us about it, which is pretty cool, because we have a good reputation in New York, and I guess they want to do some more marketing in New York. Yeah, and I think, you know, this can be a learning lesson for, for everyone watching. It's still a giving story. Yeah, just stop doing things for money. And <laughs> you're just hearing Danny saying, like... Free IT support for everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're saying, like, I'm going to give you value. Your company is going to appreciate this value. And right. then when it's time to sell the, a service, who are they going to go with? Or not. It's fine too, right? right. Give, or, give to everyone. The odds are pretty good in your favor that you know, things will come back. P people will think of you. Um, I think it's you know, very, very you know, true. Right. Awesome. I think there's a couple of books about give and take or giver's gain or like a bunch of different things. Uh, uh, Never Eat Alone, right? That's, that's a big book on networking and giving first. So, I know earlier we were talking the future is bright for you and Contango. When you think about the next three to five years, what do you see in terms of your strategy? Not necessarily like specifics, but like I want people to see how big picture you can go in terms of really pushing the limits. I mean, we definitely have an aspiration to triple up in three years. Um, and, uh, and we think we know how to do that by, you know, definitely the new branding nationwide, targeting, creating a better buyer persona, very pumpkin plan. You know, if you read Michael Michalowicz's book, Pumpkin yep. Plan. So, you know, focusing on that uh, prize winning pumpkin, you know. So, you know, very, being very specific on our target market and our buyer persona, which is basically a business owner that has a business owner, CEO, CFO, found, owner, founder that has 20 to 80 workstation employees okay. anywhere in the country, basically. So, you know, being very, you know, and realistically in, in, you know, populated areas across the country. Um, Just hold, if there's someone watching right now yeah. and they're interested, how do they? For us? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I, the easiest thing to do is put in my name and Danny Mizrahi Contango in Google and it'll come up with our website or, or, or my LinkedIn, right? Okay. Or DM at contangoit.com or uh, info at contangoit.com or, you know, uh, LinkedIn, you know, okay. that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, if you're interested in that, it's great. Um, and, and we always say we're happy to help out even if it's second opinion or advice, you know, free consultation, you know, all that fun stuff. So, because it's about giving, right? You know, and if they don't use our services, it's fine. I mean, a lot of people don't use our services because, of the, you know, we're... On a scale of one to ten, we say we're kind of a six in terms of budget, mm -hmm. right? We 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 don't think we're the cheapest. We know we're not the cheapest. Um, we know we're not the most expensive for mm -hmm. sure. We think we're like a six out of ten in that scale, but we think we're the best bang for the buck. We think we have unrivaled value and efficiency. That's for sure. That's Love part it. of our new website also. Um, but. Um, but a lot of people, when I show them the budget of what it costs, it rules them out, which is fine. We can still help. Like, so, we, so we have a really great reputation in the restaurant industry all over New York. And uh, once in a while, we get a big fish. Like, we do all the Magnolia Bakery. You know, we do Bear Burgers. Yep. We do um, Masa. And, and we, do, we do, like, a bunch of, you know, uh, donut plant, right? Like, a bunch of franchises and chains or whatever it is, right? Or fancy restaurants. Um, 
but we get a lot more leads to help out on smaller one restaurants. Of course, yeah. And we help them out. We don't, they're Rip not clients, right. but you got to keep, you know, helping out, especially that industry. They got hit so hard during COVID, like heartbreakingly Brutal. hard. So basically anything they need, you know. De Blasio decided restaurants, they weren't essential, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me started. Everyone else is good don't besides restaurants. Don't get me started. Don't, don't, don't get me started. Yeah. Yeah, that was a couple of two weeks to flatten the curve. We, we did it, though. We, we did. Congrats. Um, so, so just a lot of focusing on your national footprint, um, a lot focused on growing this mid-sized firms that are going back in person, sure. not necessarily remote. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're at a Magnolia and they tell you that the credit card system's down, they're probably calling uh, IT support to yeah. figure it out as fast yeah, as yeah, possible. Yeah. Just run away. Take that bread pudding, that banana bread pudding. <laughs> and run. move. Run. Don't so no, one of my favorite questions is you get a billboard, courtesy of Lug Life, anywhere you want. Where is it? What does it say and why? Um, about, like, for my company? It could be anything. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is, is you know, it's got to say something like, you know, let's grow together. I mean, it's got, you know, our purpose is to use our technology expertise to make sure everyone around us grows. That's our purpose, right? So we, we, have, a, we have an expertise in technology, cybersecurity, compliance, custom programming, wiring. Like, we have an expertise in technology, for sure. But we don't want to, like, our purpose is not be great techs. It's like, let's use our expertise in technology so we all grow together. You know, even on the new website, we're, we're, we're nationwide IT for growth-minded businesses. We don't want any, we don't even want, like, I, I, I met a guy the other day that uh, has a, a single or two car dealerships. And, you know, we're talking about it in this night. He's like, no, I don't want any more t- car dealerships. I don't want to grow. No, 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 I don't want to do that. I don't want, you know, no, I'm fine, you know. And, uh, and then budget was an issue, but it's just, it's not really a great client for us, right? right. Like, we're, we're working with companies that are also growing, right? So yeah. the billboard's got to say something about, you know, your technology growth partner, right? You know, and that, that's, that's what we're about. Love it. Know? Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, man, I want to know what's next for Zach, you know? I mean, like, you know, what, what's, uh, uh, you know what I want to know? I want to know, what do you do when you're not doing this? What do you really get joy from? You know, uh, obviously, you know, you're, you're 18-month-old, right? Um, but I think the viewers are tired of hearing me talk about how awesome my daughter is. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, do you show pictures to the camera? Like, like No, you know, but we could, right? Roger, let's do that. So, we'll so, put, so it, we'll put it right here, right now. Or a slideshow, you know, yeah. edit it. And in between each question, just one flashing picture of, uh, of uh, Marley, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome name. So, um, you know, but like, if, you know, if you weren't doing work and you weren't doing that, like, what would you just sit down and do? Like, what would you, what would you want to be doing instead? Yeah, so that has changed a lot, right? Yeah. Ever since I tore my Achilles and I couldn't do my normal yeah. shtick. Yeah. Like I used to go hiking, ru- uh, long, ter- long distance running, basketball, yoga, jujitsu, that's all changed. Yeah. This one year has, has been a real <laughs> pump the brakes and start appreciating life. And, you know, um, w- obviously I work a lot, two businesses, podcasts, but when I'm not doing that. Well, let's say you won the lottery, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know, play the lottery. No, I don't even play the stock you market. Company, you yeah. sold your company, mm-hmm. right? You know, obviously, you know, you're hanging out with the family, mm-hmm. you know, but what do you want to do with your time? 
if I'm not working, I love cooking. Cool. I love, I'm a creature of habit, so I love someone giving me instructions, going to the grocery store, learning what this random ass vegetable is. Wow, cool. um, you know, learning that whole process. I'm obsessed with gardening right now. I feel like I'm my dad saying this, because I remember always ripping on him for why he would spend 12 hours outside, but now I see he was just hiding from Josh, <laughs> Josh and I. Um, breath work. As crazy as it sounds, yeah. it's been an absolute game changer oh, for anxiety, cool. for oh, high blood pressure. Stuff like that. Yeah, like it started obviously from Wim Hof. Shout out to Wim Hof. We're gonna get you on the podcast. Uh, but just like being in control, figuring out ways to exercise without having to do high impact, wow. stretching. Sure. Like Roger knows, every night, no matter what, don't care either eight to nine or nine to 10 PM, I'm sitting in front of the TV, I'm stretching for at least an hour. Wow, oh, man, that's so good. And people think that I'm a weirdo, but really you, everyone here is probably taking advantage of their body. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what happened to me. I took advantage of it. I was running full tilt all day, every day, trying to do you know, 16, 18 hours. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden my body just said, Boop, you know what, You're gonna, I'm gonna force you to slow down. So, um, I have definitely been focusing more on being grounding, and that is really, really tough. Sure. I mean, we haven't seen each other yeah. since pre-pandemic, but you know me. I like to go, go, go until I can't go anymore. So um, I would say that's probably my biggest strength right now is right. just learning how to be okay with slow, yeah. slowing the process. Yeah, I definitely hear that. I, I've been, I'm not as good as I should be, but I, you know, did the transcendental meditation uh, classes and, you know, got, I guess, certified, bless you. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I don't do as much as I, sh I should, but it, it's really great. I mean, just to be able to, like, stop for 20 minutes. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you, but, like, I just remember thinking, I suck at meditation. I'm so bad at it. I keep right. trying, right? So I download another app and listen yep. to another bullshit, right? Yep. And then and then you just you try all these different things with meditation. And then, you know, then you learn, have you done TM, like the classes and stuff? Mm -hmm. So you learn TM and it's like, no, you you can think about whatever you want while you're meditating. Just come back to your mantra. Like, make it easy, right? 100%. And I was like, wait a second. So... I'm not really bad at it, right? right? Your you mind's know? actually supposed to wander. Yeah, like, so I thought I was so bad at it. Yeah. I thought, you know, I can't do it, right? But now, now with that, like, no matter what, you're successful as long as you do your time, right? You know, and, you know, you know, and we have these areas where we have the booths for meditating, right? You know, so, um, you know, uh, I, uh, I find that that has been really great for me also for breathing, for patience, for not reacting as fast as I sometimes, you know, of course. Uh, used to do. I used to react so fast. Same. I still do a lot, but, and then for sleeping really helpful right yeah so so it's funny i never was considered myself a good sleeper mm -hmm. and now i feel like i'm giving advice to all my friends who can't sleep yeah, yeah. um and a lot of it has to do with just facing your fears mm. and not going to bed with that guilt mm. that you should be doing another job very interesting yeah and yeah. uh just confronting it really that's what anxiety, i focus right? on I mean, anxiety. At the end of the day, it's anxiety if you wake up, up at yeah. three o'clock in the morning and your mind starts racing instead of freaking out while your mind is racing think about it yeah that's Don't like uh john sarno's book healing back pain yep. did you ever read that so no. so it's so people you know if you have lower back pain and it's it means been, and, and you've been diagnosed mm -hmm. as not having something physically wrong with your back right you still have lower you don't back have a herniated pain. disc or anything right, like that. right right i mean I, and i know people have had back surgery 
and the only thing that worked for them was reading this book. Wow. And it's, and it's about um, Lifestyle? repressed anger. Oh. Um, and, and, and acknowledging your uh, anger. Um, and because of the muscles in your whole body tense from up, up from, yeah. from, from repressed anger, things that you're angry. So like he has these things with these mantras, et cetera, and like maybe even writing down things that you're upset about, right? wow. things that you're angry about. So it's the same idea where it's like, so for me, like nail biting has been a challenge for me, right? You know, for forever. And now so I'm, there's a lot of nail biting entrepreneurs. Yeah, oh, Someone yeah. else well, said I this. think that I this think that's got to be a thing, right? For us, yeah. it's got to be like a you know a, a common denominator, right? So you know, um, I'm, I'm like covering my nails. Right? Yeah. So uh, you know, so um, but for for uh, for me, you know, I realized a lot of that was from repressed anxiety. You know, to what you were talking about, right? So, wait, wait, so I'm, why am I anxious? Why am I feeling that? I mean, sometimes I'm just hungry, so that's a different story. Yep. But, you know, but a lot of it is from repressed anxiety. So, using that methodology from healing back pain um, into other areas like anxiety, like fear, like anger, like these different things, it's major emotional intelligence also. Yeah. Right? So, they all kind of tie together. You know, this crazy world of learning, learning, learning. They all just have these common denominators, right? So, it's amazing. If people want to find you, what's your plug? Danny Mizrahi Contango, you'll find me. Um, LinkedIn's his biggest. Yeah, LinkedIn. I mean, we have a, you know a couple people manage my LinkedIn, so um, you know it's uh, it might not be the best place, but um, you know I'm around. You know where uh, if you need, I mean, anything technology, cybersecurity, compliance related, that's what we do. So you know you can call us for that. Entrepreneur related, love coaching. So you know uh, love coaching other entrepreneurs. So always reach out, but. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's love hanging out with you, man. Danny Mizrahi is the absolute best. He's the networking guru in New York City. He is so generous with his time. Um, and on the next on his, episode, we'll talk about how I met my wife networking. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we forgot that. And um, ultimately, I'm just, you know, I'm grateful that everyone could hear someone that's so honest, open, transparent. He's not afraid to show his strengths, his weaknesses, and everything in between. And for that, we're grateful. That wraps up episode 10. We're in double digits, Lug Life Podcast. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, follow. And uh, thank Love you so life, much. Baby. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> nice. Good job. You're the man. Thank no, you so much. No, okay. You mind if we just take some B-roll around the office? Yeah.